Hi everyone and welcome to the Fill Your Bowl podcast. Each week I'm going to bring you new episodes which will inspire you to jump out of your comfort zone and ditch society's expectations of what's normal. This podcast is designed for anyone who wants to fill up their bowl in all areas of their life, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually or emotionally. If you're finally ready to jump on the self-love train and opt out of what society expects of you, then you're in the right place. I want to bring you raw and honest conversations on mental health, relationships, navigating life in your 20s, healing your relationship with food, exercise and your body and lots more. Grab a coffee, turn the volume up and let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and remember, what's the one thing you'll regret not doing when you're 80 years old? Now, go do it. I've been so excited for today's podcast because it's not something that I touch upon much. Uh, So I think it's a a little bit of a different conversation. I've never done a podcast on this before. And we're going to be discussing skin health. And I know this is something that you specialize in. So very excited to dig into your experience with this, as well as your, your expertise around skin health. So would love to start off by you sharing with everyone who you are and what you do. Right. So hi, everyone. Uh, My name's Stephanie Baker, and I'm a registered nutritional therapist. So I split my time between Brighton and London, and I predominantly offer one-to-one nutritional consultations, mostly in the UK, but I do some global stuff through the power of technology, especially since uh, COVID. It's kind of expanded everyone's horizons. So I'm doing a lot more of that, but mostly my clients tend to be UK-based. Um, I've had my business now for coming up for two years. Um, and as you said, I specialize in skin conditions, but most notably acne is kind of my my little niche and, and kind of where the most of my clients are acne-specific. So that's kind of my bread and butter, really, of the business. Like you said, with tech as well, like it's amazing, isn't it, how you can now have clients mm. all over the world. It's great. So I know you you talk about your own experience with acne on Instagram as well. So we'd love to go into that a little bit more before we go into some other questions to get a good idea about your experience and your story. So where did it all begin for you? So my acne began, it felt like almost the moment I hit puberty, acne just came along. So I remember being, so I started acne fairly late, it was 14, 15, um, when that all began. But I do remember my skin almost coming in pretty much at the same time as as getting my periods. So I, I can almost pinpoint it. A lot of people, if they've had acne for decades can't even remember when it began but for me I remember it was it was a time in my life where I was having so much change going on as we do and then on top of that I was getting acne and I was 14 years old and I was thinking what's going on here but um that was kind of when it first started so I'd always kind of had issues with my gut I remember being a kid and always always leaning a bit more towards constipation. I would go a couple of days without the toilet. But when you're a kid, it's just not something you really focus on or care about. You're kind of just running around being a kid. So you're not thinking, wait a minute, I haven't gone for three days. What does this mean? You're just, you know, being a kid. So um, it only really kind of all hit me. I think I first visited the GP when I was 
16, 17, about my acne mostly. And straight away I was put on contraceptive on the pill. I had to try a few different pills because they were giving me all sorts of side effects. I think I tried maybe three or four before we found one that didn't cause issues. Um, And then basically I was just going back over the course of several years and I was just put on rounds of different antibiotics. I was put on different skin medications that would just dry out my skin and make it look worse. And it never solved the acne. So I had that going on for a number of years. And then in my early 20s was when I actually started visiting the GP about my gut because it was getting worse and worse and worse. And I would go to the GP and they would just give me a leaflet. They'd give me some laxatives and say, you've just got constipation, drink more water and do this. But by that point, I'd had acne for about seven years. And it was then that I started to get these, it probably a couple of years by the time I saw the GP, these ideas around restriction, because I think I'd gone on the internet and just read a load of stuff about food is, food's what's causing your acne and food is what's driving your acne. So by the time I'd seen the GP, I was very militant around exercise, water intake, fiber, whatever else I was doing and avoiding all of the bad foods, so to speak. So when I got told, here's some laxatives, drink more water, I was like, I've I've been doing that already. I've done everything that I possibly can. So this really isn't going to work. I was already I was already doing everything you were supposed to do which I thought you were supposed to do at the time. So I kept kind of just being pushed away, pushed away, pushed away. As um, we always are. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's something you have to be quite balanced about because, I mean, we could go down a rabbit hole with the NHS. They are underfunded, over, understaffed, the whole lot, which I get. But just speaking to a lot of clients from doing this, it's it's the way you're treated sometimes. You are pushed out the door. You're given you know, a pill, a cream, this will fix it. It never, ever does. And then you're back again. So actually you're taking up more time and resources. Yeah, but you really are. It's just like a bit of a mess. And then it get in your head, I think you start believing, oh, I'm just going to have acne forever. This is, if the, if the GP can't fix it, then that must mean that this is just what I have. So a few more years of that, and I just almost resided myself to the fact that I was living on by the time I saw a nutritionist, my food diary, she she looked at it and said, do you just eat this? I think I, I'm not joking. I think I ate seven different foods and that was it. And they were mostly green. I remember from my food diary, it was mostly green and that was kind of it. And she said to me, is, is this a, a, you know, a fair representation of what you eat? And I said, yeah, because I, I'm worried anything else is going to break me out. And she said, this just this is, this is not the right route to go down. I I was completely strictly plant-based and it, and it wasn't for any other reason, but my acne. And I thought that that, that was going to fix it. Again, you read so much from the internet or the internet told me you have to eat this way. And if you eat this way, it'll help your skin. Nothing did. So by the time I went to her, I think I was 26, 27 and my skin was at its worst. Yet I was eating the best apparently according to the internet. Yeah, I was very well behaved and it wasn't paying off. That's how I felt like yeah. I'd done too. I was like, I'm putting all this effort in. I'm eating better than most people. I kind of had this, um, why me? I'm doing everything I you know, possibly can. And it, and it was just, mm-hmm. I was going the wrong way. So um, yeah, so I finally saw a nutritionist and that was what spurred my interest in nutrition. 
because it changed my life seeing her and it just gave me so much more freedom around and, and more education I, I thought I knew yeah. my skin inside out and I absolutely didn't I really really didn't so um yeah so that that's pretty much it and then I studied nutrition and now I have my own business you know helping people with acne because I've suffered with it f- for about in probably about 13 years in total and tried everything I, I possibly can so it's um yeah it's a labor of love my job I, d- I don't have acne anymore I don't think I've had a breakout for a few years now but I still remember exactly how it feels um so yeah it, it's my job but it's absolutely like my passion and and I love it and I love seeing you know how I help people so that's pretty yeah. much my story well I love it when someone takes their own personal experience and they use it to then go and make it their career and help other people with it because it is something that you've become so passionate about mm-hmm. like you said you fall into this mindset of why me why does this have to be my life like I'm going to be like this forever and then when you realize it doesn't have to be that way forever it's like wow <laughs> and it's amazing you want other people to know as well that there's there's other options like than just going to the GP and no one should be self-diagnosing or reading stuff on the internet should we but we all do it we all just fall down the trap of doing it because you get so desperate and you just you need you need something different so absolutely we all just kind of think there's something online that we don't know about and we're going to find something new that's going to be amazing it's going to be this brilliant cure and then we, we fall down this rabbit hole of following all these different things. And it's a minefield. Like, it's so confusing when you read things on the internet. One thing will say one one thing, something else will say something else. So it's yeah. so important to be someone like yourself who can look at you as an individual mm-hmm. and get to that kind of root cause of what's pro- causing the acne to then treat you as an individual instead of treating everyone the exact same thing so what were what were the foods you were avoiding were there groups of foods that you were avoiding the the shorter answer would be to ask me what I wasn't avoiding <laughs> because I would I would get to the point that I think the the bit the bit where I went and finally saw a nutritionist was I'd read that um root vegetables had too much sugar in it and that was causing my acne so I started cutting out carrots butternut squash oh I also read peppers were too high in sugar so I wasn't eating red peppers yeah I wasn't eating fruit at all fruit was a huge no-go you know um any kind of fruit it didn't matter you know it so so I hadn't touched I hadn't touched a piece of fruit for about four years before I went to the to see a nutritionist yeah it was it when I mean it was taking over my life it it genuinely was, you know, it got in the way of social events. I wouldn't, there'd be a lot of things. There was a lot, I look back and I feel a bit sad, but I mean, I'm here now and I've learned so much, but I feel sad for the, the me who was in her twenties that was living that life, not realizing there's another route to this. So alcohol was off the cards for a number of years, you know, treats were off the, sh- any form of any sugar was off the cards. Um, and I was still suffering with acne. So um yeah I think root vegetables was at my kind of point where I thought okay I need to see someone about this because you know and I'd look at other people and think oh my god they're eating that and they've got great skin and it started getting really it just started getting in my head a lot I wasn't a very happy person because of it and um so yeah it it, it, yeah 
it was um yeah it was down to fruit and vegetables there were no goes and you start doing that and you're you're you know what what's left so it's fair to say that acne was a big influence in kind of having a negative impact on your relationship with food hugely hugely and I think you you know quite a lot about this it's always you think you're solving something externally so for me it was my skin I thought that's what I was going for but then you end up getting into this you end up making all these other judgments about yourself as well because I think that severe restriction then changes your mindset too so it doesn't just become about that does it it becomes about what this means about you and who you are as a person and I was going down a lot of those kind of dark holes with it as well. So I think, um, yeah, I, I think it's all, it always starts with something external and then we find out that it's something internal that's really at the heart of it, that's driving it. Yeah. And when you're, when you're only sticking to seven foods or you're not getting the right macronutrients or the mi- right micronutrients, like you're malnourished and your functioning is just not, up to scratch it's not the way it should be you're not functioning optimally so you're going to start having different kind of thoughts when you're malnourished to what you would have when you have a, a wide variety of a diet and you are properly fueling yourself so it makes total sense okay so you you went to see the nutritionist what did the nutritionist say so she looked at your diet she was a bit like uh, you you need to be eating more than this what happened then did she provide you with a meal plan did she, what, what did she do so what we did actually because what we figured out with me was it was a microbiome issue and quite a severe one actually so what we what was great was we we did a bit of a timeline of my life and we looked at my medical history and we looked at the medications that I was on and I was taking. And when I was between the ages, well, born and three years old, I was on rounds and rounds of antibiotics for tonsillitis. So you know this, the first few years of your life when your microbiome's maturing and it's growing and it's, you know, finding, finding its way, I did not have that at all. You know, it was being wiped out and wiped out and it wasn't even having a chance to develop and mature. So that's pretty much when it actually started. And then puberty hit and it manifested into acne, but that was actually the root cause, so to speak, as we say. So we figured that out and then it ended up manifesting in other ways. I had um, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So we did some functional testing around that. I had candida. We did some functional testing around that. So for for some people, I mean, it varies so much it, from one individual to the next. For someone, it can be as simple as there's a nutrient that they're deficient in and you fix that and you include more of whatever it might be. And it helps for other people like me. It was very complex and very, you know, we had to go on quite, we had to go on a a three month protocol where I was taking a lot of different supplements and a lot of different herbs. And um, because it was pretty much my microbiome was kind of non-existent. It was filled up with pathogenic bacteria and I didn't have any good guys to, to, to fight that. So that's how it kind of over the years manifested in, into acne so we dealt a lot with with my gut but what was great was the first thing she said was right we're up in the color we're upping this we're putting carbs yeah. in we're putting the and I was like what <laughs> first I was like I don't know about this you know and 
I just remember a couple of weeks into the plan just feeling better. And obviously I was getting more nutrients and I think that was making me feel it. But the mindset around, oh God, I can walk into the supermarket now and I can go all the way through the aisle and pick up whatever I want. And the main rule of thumb was she said, the more color, the better. So it was like, oh, you know, permission to go in and pick up all these different colors. And it, it might sound small to someone else, but it was very freeing. Um, and it was great. So we did a lot of work on my gut and we did a lot of work around just introducing more foods, just eating more as well. Um, just being far less restrictive around food. Um, so we, we mostly did that. I think I spent about three months with her. Um, and it made such a difference in so many ways. It really did. She said I could have alcohol. I remember that on our first first ever meeting. I was like, what? Can I? I, haven't, I didn't touch alcohol for about five years before I saw her. So wow. I, I, something, something with nutritionists is I think if you've never worked with one, you have these preconceived ideas, right, of what working with a nutritionist might look like. They're going to take me off everything. It's going to be a really strict protocol. But the way that we work a lot is it's more about balance and it's more about bringing stuff in to support the systems in the body. So just seeing her open my eyes to the fact that, yeah, it's, it's really not like that when you see a good nutritionist, <laughs> it's not like that when you see, when you see them. So that was pretty much it really what we worked a lot on the gut and a lot on the liver as well, because I'd been taking antibiotics. I was taking antibiotics, for my acne, I was taking harsh, topical cream acne, so we did a lot of liver work because my poor liver by then um was not in a great place because I wasn't feeding it the right stuff for a start and then I was taking all this medication so it was a lot of stripping back and an awful lot of adding adding in so yeah we did that for three months and it just yeah completely changed my skin it just goes to show you really do need to get to like the root cause of that individual person because for you, not everyone had tonsillitis as a as a child and was on antibiotics. And it's really funny that you say that because my the cause of my SIBO as well was the exact same. I had tonsillitis. Uh, I had my tonsils out when I was four years old, and but I was also on uh, rounds and rounds of antibiotics. And yeah diagnosed with SIBO at the age of 27 so it is oh my gosh wow but also what is interesting is that your SIBO showed up in a different way to mine so it just shows how it affects people differently and you can have you can have different symptoms to someone else and it can still be the exact same thing but it just affects your body differently and it's just we're all individuals we're all just so different so I guess I'd love to ask you about the gut skin connection and how having an imbalance in your microbiome can affect your skin completely so to summarize the microbiome a healthy microbiome is a diverse one if you're kind of going to put it into one sentence, that would be what I say to people. If your microbiome hasn't got a range of different bacteria, even fungal, people think fungal sounds bad, doesn't it? When you say I've got fun, you know, fungi in my belly, people think, you know, we need to get rid of it. But it's more about the balance and uh, the symbi symbiotic nature in which they work together. So I, I think a bit like with Candida and with what we had, SIBO, it's when that bacteria, when the environment isn't balanced enough, there's too much of something and not enough of another, and that's where issues come in. So I would say that 
in order for the ecology in your gut to live in harmony, you need multiple strains of different things because some microbiome deals with digestion, others deal with inflammation, others deal with antioxidant capacity. So each different strain of bacteria and microorganism in the gut all has different roles and they all play in together. They help with hormone function, they help with nervous system health. So when you strip your diet back and you only allow a certain amount of foods in, I think at the time I was very low on protein as well. Protein, amino acids are the building blocks of the body and they're the precursor to so many different processes in our body that if we're simply simple as protein, one of many things you can't get enough of that you're not getting enough of, it has an impact, has an impact on the Mm -hmm. microbiome, which then has an impact. Your gut is the center of your health. It's where everything begins. So it's incredible. I think me and you studied at the same college and we learned that the body is just connected in every every possible way that it can be. So if your microbiome's off because you're not getting enough of the right foods or the right variety of foods, then other things that you won't realize will be off too. It It really does have an effect on the entire body from head to toe, we, we could probably sit here and you could throw something out and we'd know a way in which the gut was linked to it. It's just, you know, it's as simple as that. So yeah, if you're cutting out different foods in your diet, your microbiome, so basically everything we eat, our microbiome eats. So if we're not getting that variety of different things, we're not feeding our microbiome either. So food for us is quite literally food for our gut microbiome as well. So it's about feeding that as well as as feeding us so yeah you you have to you have to think of food like that of of nourishing the body and the microbiome and when you saw the nutritionist and you was, was the main reason you saw her your skin and then the secondary reason was like the constipation but as you started kind of like one as one thing started healing the other started healing as well honest for me it was gut first and then skin second so I went firstly for my skin but I noticed firstly it was my gut that was improving so my constipation was reducing I had I had bloating every single day I was bloated it was normal to to be bloated and you get the brain fog that comes with that and all the other stuff that was kind of secondary to the acne that I went to her for but that started Mm -hmm. I started feeling better first and then my acne started clearing up afterwards so you're right it was definitely the gut that was for me was definitely the the root cause was my gut and then everything else kind of followed yeah it's interesting because I think it it is quite common like you go to a professional about one thing and then they figure out oh no this is actually causing it and you have symptoms in that area as well but that wasn't your kind of primary (laughs) reason for seeing that person so I've mentioned a couple of times now about what looking at people as an individual and getting to the root cause of their problem. What do we actually mean by root cause? And then what are some of the root causes of acne that you find? Mm. So when we talk about root cause, what we're essentially talking about is what's at the heart of your condition. So in this case, we're talking about acne. So for a lot of cases is what, what caused it in the first place? So if we're talking chicken and the egg, your acne is kind of what comes later, but what was that for? What was a catalyst for this imbalance in your body that then drove acne? So I use me as an example. 
my gut microbiome was off for years before the acne actually kicked in. And it was only when I got acne that I wanted to solve it and fix it. And I thought it was purely acne. I thought, really, I thought it was hormones. So the gut and hormones are linked. But what came first? That's really what root cause is. So my gut was impacting my hormones. I thought it was hormones, but it wasn't. It was the gut. And like root cause, if you fix what came first, what what triggered it, what's driving it, then those other systems then are able to balance out. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people come to me and say, I've got hormonal acne. It's all on my chin and it's on my jawline and it's hormonal. And you go, it might be, it might be, but is that the root cause or is that a symptom of what, what actually the root cause is of your acne? So we all do that and we all read a million things on the internet and the internet says there's a lot to do with kind of face mapping and acne, which also is quite a funny thing because people think if it's on their chin, it's 100% hormonal or if it's on their, you know, diet related, they say it's forehead. It's like, no, like that, that really has no, you know, you have to look at, you have to look at the whole body. You can't just look at where the spot is on your face to work out where it's coming from. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of things on the internet that do stuff like that. The latest one I'm reading is skin slugging. Have you heard of this? I have not, no. What is this? Honestly, it's it's like the opposite of what you should be doing for acne. So you put um, petroleum jelly, Vaseline, on your skin, a really thick layer of it, and you sleep in it. And apparently that's supposed to help your skin. But it's very comedogenic, which means it clogs pores. And then you wake up and your skin probably isn't, what you think it's going to look like so it's one of these trending skin things that people are doing at the moment and I have some people come to me and say I'm doing skin slugging and my skin looks worse I might come off of it it's you know so again it's just the internet it's just you you get on there and you start reading around and you try things and it's the internet will never find out what that root cause is because like you say it's a person-centered approach to acne and most things right Mm -hmm. so um and I, so I've got a question. So I, so a couple of years ago, so I've never had to deal with any skin uh, problems, to be honest. I've been very, very lucky when it comes to my skin, touch wood, which again, is it's how SIBO can show up in so many different ways because I never had skin problems. Mm-hmm. But a couple of years ago, when we all started wearing masks, I did have a really big outbreak of spots on my chin. And I stopped wearing masks, but the spots just continued. They were really, really bad. So I, of course, went on the internet. What can I do naturally to heal spots on my chin? Because I really didn't want to put cream on it. I didn't want it to be put on the pill. Like I specifically come off that. So I, I started putting toothpaste on all of the spots because I read that if you put toothpaste on and sleep with toothpaste on your spots that will that will somehow heal the spots is is this a myth or (laughs) what that's a great one I absolutely love that one um it's it definitely again it's one of those many many things that are that are band-aid approaches Mm. so it absolutely definitely won't heal your acne what it ends up usually doing is drying your skin barrier exactly what it is dried my skin out yeah there you go which actually then irritates the skin which is not what we want for acne Mm. so we want a really nourished hydrated calm skin barrier so it's actually about adding moisture and not taking away i think that's one thing a common thing I used to do and something I see a lot in clients is they're trying to always dry out their skin and it's it's actually it's not what you should be doing at all yeah. it's about adding adding moisture so you're right the toothpaste thing is like 
you I find the acne ends up looking a bit darker because you've dried it out you haven't given it the nourishment it needs Mm -hmm. so you know you might you might have dried it out so you don't get another head but then you're left with that mark for a while because scarring especially if you've got really dry skin and you've got pigmentation Mm -hmm. it's not allowing the skin to heal so yeah it's one of those those things I, I definitely wouldn't recommend to clients to do yeah I, I definitely won't be doing it again that is for sure <laughs> so what are some of the main causes so we've spoken about the gut and having an imbalance in your gut what are some of the other root causes that you see yep so hormonal imbalances can be a root cause depending on again medical history symptoms a, a number of different things but what I see a lot with acne clients is they have quite a high level of androgens and more male, especially in female, well, both male and female have a higher than average androgen load in their body. And that can be driven by a number of things. It can be dietary, it can be genetics. Some people are genetically predispositioned to to have a higher androgen count. It's just a, it's a history thing. So when you have consultations, you do ask about people's history to, to work that out. So it can be genetics. You know, you might have hormonal imbalances in the family. You might also have insulin issues in the family. So I see a familial history of diabetes very common when it comes to acne. And that's just because your body isn't as naturally good at regulating insulin as somebody else's and again it's just a way that it it presents like you said some people it literally presents in diabetes or PCOS and then others it's acne so it's kind of like the same root cause or the same driver but it's showing in different ways so it can also be that um gut health as we as we covered it could be a number of different things with the gut Uh, could be gut lining too it's um a term that we call leaky gut where the intestinal lining is impaired so that could be another issue too. digestion, some people's actual physical structure. So their digestive tract is different than some others. Again, it could be genetic. Some people have a kink in their intestines, which means that food doesn't move through in the way that it that it does structural things. So it, it can be a number of different things. Um, nervous system, sh- chronic stress can then take its toll and then again show in other areas when stress itself chronic stress is the trigger or the root cause liver health as well if you've had years of being on medication for something completely different i see some people been on medication for another condition on it for a few years and then acne's developed and they're like i have no idea why now i have acne and i have whatever else i've got so it what you have to do in a consultation is really just look at the individual from head to toe including their medical history but also life events because stress can be a huge trigger and a Mm. and a driver you see that a lot don't you You know people that have diagnosed health conditions and you talk to them and you say okay so when was it diagnosed three years ago and when did this event happen oh three and a half years ago and and that's very very common actually that stress can trigger physical changes in the body so there's quite a few different root causes of acne. It's it's more complex than than people probably think mm. because it kind of shows similarly across yeah. people. But um, yeah, it really is about getting that individual and really pulling apart their life, you know, and, and putting the pieces together, really. 
yeah, it is a bit of problem solving. Oh, yes. I love it. I thrive off it. <laughs> uh-huh. Same. But Same. no, like you said, like it is very, very complex. And I think the internet makes it seem so simple. Like when you when you Google it and it says, yes, avoid dairy, avoid like these inflammatory foods. Like the internet makes it seriously seem like it. you just have to do these simple steps and everything will be fine. But mm-hmm. when you actually put those into practice, like it's kind of a, I want to say amazing, but not really amazing that you have the willpower to even, or it wasn't even willpower, it's probably just fear of food to cut out all of those foods because that's very, very hard and it's not sustainable. And to do that for a number of years, it really is, it affects your entire life. And like you said, it affects your life in terms of like going to social events. Like you don't want to go out of fear of there's going to be all these different types of food there and you might be tempted by those foods and then you're going to get a flare up. So it is, it is very complex and it really does start to affect your overall life. Mm-hmm. Completely. And I think that's why I do have such an empathy with clients that come to me. It is, I do have a real, just because I know how much it can change your life, um, you know, healing your acne. And I think if you've, if you've never had it, sometimes people can trivialize it and that, that kind of, that's not great. I think I've had experiences with the GP where they've said, oh, it's just spots, you'll be fine. Or, oh, you'll grow out of it. Or, oh, it's just, and then you, and and unless you have had it and you've had it for a number of years, it really can take its toll. I think that's, that's a lot that you see with acne, that it can really affect people's sense of self and who they are and how they present in the world because it is so visual. Yeah. If you have gut issues, they get in the way of your life in many, many ways. But you can present to the world still and look, you know, put together. But it feels for people that have really bad flare ups, they feel that that's all people are looking at when they look at them. Yeah. And we all know it's not. We no. all, you know, we are our biggest, you know, and I think social media doesn't help these days when it comes to stuff like skin. You, you, I could go on my phone now and scroll through and see everyone's got perfect skin yeah. when it's not the case because it just doesn't exist. So there's a lot of that. There's that medical side and working out the root cause, but it's also trying to unpick if they've had it for years, the way they feel about themselves, yeah. themselves over the years and telling them that it's, you start thinking it's your fault. It's my fault. I've got acne and it, it isn't, it absolutely isn't. It's such a complex condition that unless you get that help, it's very hard to do it on your own. Mm. You know, I had it for 13 years before I saw somebody and then my skin improved in three months and I couldn't believe it. So, you know, it's just, yeah, ignore the internet. That's what I have to say. It's like, you always want to go hug that person that's helped you. I just want to give you a massive hug because you've changed my life in so many amazing ways. It's it. We have such, we have such great, a great job. Don't we? We really do because we just, well, when I'm qualified, <laughs> you will be. You will be soon. Another year to go. Another year. Oh, yes. uh, I mean, like you said, it it's very hard to do on your own, which is why it it is so important to see a professional. And like, just from my personal experience, not with acne, but with other things that mm-hmm. I try to do on my own. And then when you do see a professional, and you you have progress in the space of three six months when you had zero progress in the space of like six years like it is amazing and I guess it's hard because not everyone has the access to professionals and we can go to GPs and doctors and in England anyway and it's free 
but they're not getting us anywhere sometimes with this kind of stuff. So you can feel like a bit lost for ends and you can feel like you're hitting a wall. So for someone who can't afford to see a nutritionist or they're only kind of they've, they've been on medication after medication they've been to the doctors they've, mm. you, they're in that position that you're in but they just can't afford to see a nutritionist right now do you have any tips what would you recommend that they do at this point when they're kind of lost friends there there are quite a few things you can do generally to help your gut and to help potential root causes for acne that are natural that aren't gonna cause cause any issues the only thing I would say is if if the tips don't address your root cause because you haven't seen somebody one-on-one that's where it's tricky it might be that the advice given does just tackle that but also it's a case of knowledge too uh, and empowerment and having somebody look at you one-on-one and actually tell you what's specifically driving your acne can help you but yeah, I do understand, especially the way everything is at the moment, that for some people it's just simply not doable. So I can definitely give a few general tips that I see work for people with acne. But if you've had it for a number of years and it's really chronic and it's cystic, then consider potentially seeing somebody for it because these tips are, are general tips for acne and they aren't going to be really, really specific to you and what what's driving your acne but you can at the moment if you just don't have the funds then definitely you can experiment with these I've seen these work with you know clinics um with clients throughout the last couple of years and bits of this have helped me so I would definitely first look at liver health because your liver has to be in a good place for your gut to function correctly the liver kind of comes first when it comes to health and then the the gut follows so everyone thinks it's always gut first but when it comes to skin you have to really look at the liver because the liver is the powerhouse detoxifier of the entire body and what happens if it's sluggish then those toxins have to escape one way or the other so if your liver's sluggish and you're constipated which is really common in acne it will come out on your skin so your skin gets a lot of these toxins coming out and that causes irritation, inflammation, and skin conditions. So what I would say to people is really start with the liver and give your liver a really good break. So if it's if it's had a lot of you know damage over the years from medications and chemical exposure and environmental exposure, which we all get a lot of day to day, really re- try and reduce that chemical load. So simple things like looking at um, your household cleaners that's a really good place to start so look at the chemicals in that at the moment there are some really amazing natural house cleanings products out there at the moment really really great and you can make Mm -hmm. your own you know with um, apple cider vinegar and lemon and water that's just a really good kind of surface spray that you can make so strip that back Um, look at your processed food intake so again it's just if it's loaded with chemicals and additives and extra things, it's just more for the liver to then unpack and have to detox. So just eat foods as they appear in nature. That's what I would say. So, you know, go through the supermarket and as long as it looks like how it's been grown, great. Have that. That's another good one. I would say increase your protein intake because the liver needs protein to detox. So up And again, get a variety because we're looking at your gut microbiome here and keeping it very diverse. So you want to add different kinds of proteins. So plant-based or 
eggs or chicken or whatever you know whatever else if you're if you are plant-based just look at different nuts beans legumes really vary it up because again that really helps with your microbiome so i would definitely do that um another thing i see very commonly with acne clients is they have blood sugar issues and that drives igf1 which is a growth hormone and that then over time causes insulin resistance so again protein's great for this you want a lot of fiber in your diet you want a lot of color you want to be eating you want to have a bit more structure to your meals definitely don't be skipping meals that really doesn't help and a lot of people kind of skip breakfast that can cause a lot of issues with blood sugar as well so make sure within the first couple of hours that you get up have a nice nourishing filling breakfast a nice protein source a nice carb source some color in there um, and that will really start your day off and that really just helps to manage your blood sugar throughout the day so that's one i very very commonly see that insulin resistance drives igf1 which then drives androgens and that then can show in the form of acne so really looking at insulin would be a good one as well um, also looking at your digestion so if you are constipated constipation drives hormonal imbalance because we excrete our hormones through our stool so if you're not going for two three days at a time those hormones that need excreting are going back into circulation so if you know it could be estrogen dominance could be testosterone dominance but if you're not actually if you're not solving that constipation then you're just driving hormonal imbalances so really try and look at that and try and improve that um, and again, with digestion, add some bitter foods in every day as well, because again, that just helps to get the juices flowing in your gut to help break down foods. So really look at that as well. Um, and then lifestyle things, because stress can really promote acne and, and keep driving it. So look at sleep, how you sleep and look at the quality of your sleep. You might be getting seven or eight hours, but are you waking up a lot in the night? Are you tossing and turning a lot in the night? that's really important to look at that and adding some rituals to your day as well that help you with stress so going for a walk out in the sunshine or calling a loved one to de-stress whatever you feel works for you in terms of that start looking around those things too um so that those will kind of be a few tips to get people started like you say if they don't don't have the funds if it is something that is more chronic that's more cystic in nature acne then if you do see a nutritionist functional testing is great because it will tell you exactly what's going on in the gut um, but you can definitely start with those tips and and see how you go what they hopefully will do is if they don't completely rid they might just make it a bit more manageable for a lot of people it's just i want to just feel better whatever that looks like so that might just give them something to start with at least and then they can just yeah. have the internet and ignore the internet <laughs> please yeah, ignore please, the internet. please do yeah i like the fact that you mentioned lifestyle as well especially mm. stress because i think it is something that we either forget about or we just don't realize how harmful the, sh the effects of stress can be on our body and like the ways it can show like physically in our body like I think there's been times where I've had like pains and then when I like actually looked at again like the timeline or just really sat down and thought about okay when did this pain start and it's always been like what, through a really stressful time so 
stress is it's something that all of us need to get better at addressing because we are living in a world where we're in sympathetic dominance and it really does start to take its toll especially when there's just never a time when we just relax and even sometimes when we think we're relaxing we might be on our phone on social media still and our body might not actually see that as relaxing our body might still be like activated like our nervous system is still pretty activated we might see something that triggers us and so it really is I guess thinking about what what really does relax you and so it's going to be different for everyone like you said like if calling a friend like having a, a bath might relax some people does not relax me it's so different for every single yeah. person and I do want to mention as well because I know you just mentioned then about looking at um, processed food intake and reducing kind of the chemical load and any well eating more foods that are in nature and I just want to put like a caveat next to that and just say like it can be an experiment for you and it doesn't mean that you have to cut out those foods forever like oh, you can absolutely yeah how often after people make changes do you usually see improvements so it again it really depends on what the root cause is so if it's hormonal it can take anywhere from two to three months because hormones just take a bit longer to balance out they're just slower to to mm-hmm. to change if it's gut, I've seen as quick as 10 days, which is amazing. You know, someone had a, a client I saw recently had acne for just over a decade. And within 10 days, her skin had noticeably improved. That's obviously not normal and happens all the time. Definitely not. But yeah. it, I find that if it's gut related and you really find out what that is and you start putting some things in to, to start alleviating it and start helping it to heal then it can be as quick as one to two weeks, three weeks. If it's hormonal and that's really the root cause and what's driving it, that can generally take two to three months. So it really Mm -hmm. depends, really depends on what the root cause is. Yeah, and I guess it depends on that individual as well. Again, everyone's so different. We, I think we forget how different we all are and what works for one person. Like We might go out with a friend and they're like, oh, you should try this, like this really helped for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you and I think we're we're living um, in a minefield with skincare products as well and there's so many products out there and I I remember when I had my problem with my chin and um, spots coming up on my chin that time I probably put like six seven different products on my chin at once and Mm -hmm. it just made it so much worse and I think it was because again I like it's something that everyone sees and I was so self-conscious about it and I wanted it to go straight away I wanted it gone ASAP and I thought putting all these products on my face was just going to help it made it so much worse Mm -hmm. it spent so much money buying all of these products and Mm -hmm. it it just made it it caused it to have a massive flare-up and I ended up just I now actually I'm now in a position where I'm too scared to put products on my face I don't know if that's common (laughs) very very common very very common and I understand why because like you say there's there's a lot of marketing around acne so there's a lot of these companies that promote that if you try this cream or you try this pill it's gonna completely clear and fix your acne and then like you say because we're all so individual and what's driving our acne differs so much everyone gets different results and it might work for one person and then they tell everybody else this is yeah. you know this has helped and then other people try it and they go oh my god I've had a terrible flare-up yeah. from the same product you're right that you've used so 
it, it is at the moment the market for acne <laughs> acne skincare I've never seen anything like it there are so many claims out there that it's going to heal your acne Mm-hmm. And there's one I saw recently that said this is going to heal the root cause, and I thought, oh no, they're taking our terminology now. <laughs> they they found it, and now they're going to market our terminology. And it, I mean, it's a clever move. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's a it's a smart move for them to do. But I just thought, oh no, you're you're. Of course, it's not going to. Of course, it's not going to solve the root cause. Skin isn't the root cause of skin. It's it's just simply not it's a byproduct of something else so i i actually have a very open-minded view when it comes to skincare there's a lot of skin nutritionists out there that just simply go put the most natural products on your skin and and that's that but from from my experience all around they're just a certain ingredients that you should omit and and skip but i do think that dermatology does have a place when it comes to skincare because if you're not just going to fix the root cause it doesn't actually matter what you put on your skin it's not going to it's not going to solve it it might help with the appearance it might help with the redness it might help with complexion dryness plumpness all that other good stuff that skincare is great for but it's not gonna it's not gonna get rid of the acne it might just help it look a bit better so my rules kind of around skincare are look at some really good natural skin barrier repair creams. That's a really good, a good route to look at first. Um, but also for acne, I would say look at more gel, gel-based cleansers. Because again, you don't want anything that's stripping when it comes to acne at all. I think some people confuse oily skin for dehydrated skin. They're two very separate things. So when you have oily skin, people just want to strip the oils out of the skin. But it's it's over time going to do your skin, even your complexion, it's going to do that more harm than good. So, you know, skin in itself is how it looks and feels and everything else. It's not just about those individual spots. It's about, you know, the overall appearance of your skin. So, um, yeah, I'm quite conventional when it comes to that route. I do like natural skincare, but I do think if it's if it's dermologically approved, I'm quite happy with that. So I quite like CeraVe, La Roche-Posay. Some skin nutritionists go absolutely not, but I've seen time and time and time again, it helps people that have acne prone skin. So for me, it's a lot about what you're putting in your body that's coming out in your skin. Of course, if you, you've got to be careful about some products, look at non-comedogenic products. So non-comedogenic means it's not going to clog your pores. So coconut oil is definitely one that I see people use a lot of that isn't good for your skin. It, it just causes more more harm than good. Um, but also when it comes to skin treatments, if you've got pigmentation and scarring left from your skin, what you eat isn't going to change that because it's the outer, it's that um, aesthetic top layer of your epidermis. So you eating a bunch of amazing berries that's great for your skin health isn't going to change that top layer of skin so I actually think skin treatments do have a place after acne so if you do have skin texture or scarring if you want to a lot of pigmentation goes away on its own after time but if you aren't happy about that I'm pretty open-minded about stuff like that I think do what's right for you do what works for you if you want to leave it great it's no problem it's it's your body and your choice 
But if you want to do something about it, there are some quite good skin treatments out there that will help. So yeah, I find with kind of our post acne, you can go a bit more down the conventional route. But when it comes to treating it, yeah, you you have to be quite functional. Yeah, my opinion. Yeah. And if people do want to buy a product, I think you mentioned that you should look for something that's dermatologic. Oh, I, I can't even say that word. Dermatology <laughs> approved. <laughs> approved by dermatologist. Yeah. So you're looking at, yeah. I mean, La Roche-Posay is a really good one that I've recommended to quite a few people. Um, that's approved. That's just, they just have some great ingredients in it and it's quite high street friendly. So another thing I believe about skincare is you don't have to pay, you don't have to pay the earth for skincare because it isn't going to fix your acne. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say categorically. It will not fix your acne skincare. So mm-hmm. do, don't do pay £100 for a cream that you think is going to fix your skin because it, it, it's just not going to. It's just simply yeah. not going to. So yeah. you can go quite high street. What's great these days is there are so many companies like The Ordinary that are very transparent with their ingredients and the potency of their ingredients are really good. So... If you try that, I love hyaluronic acid again, because it adds that moisture and radiance to your skin, but their formula is literally just hyaluronic acid and some B5 and that is it. And it's Mm. six pound for a bottle and it lasts you a while. So it's just great. You really don't have to pay a lot for skincare. The, The basic, what I would say with skincare is just keep, keep the irritation down. Don't go stripping don't try a load of different acids at the moment you probably can after you've healed your acne but if you're right in the middle of it just those AHAs BHAs retinols all of those really glycolic acid not right now strip that all back and go for a nice gel cleanser and um, a moisture barrier repair cream and Mm. SPF SPF always SPF yeah. I say it all the time I'm like a broken record but apart from that I, I would I would just strip it down and yeah for now you can add those things in and you know play around later but yeah. while you're healing healing your acne just give all of that a break I would say yeah well I think it's a great point what you made about you don't have to spend hundreds of pounds on this skincare because we are all suckers for marketing we see like oh. this beautiful packaging and half the time skincare comes in such amazing beautiful packaging like um is it pixie is a yes and and it's like such nice packaging but it's super expensive and then you get something like the ordinary and i think they they specifically have very simple packaging so they could keep the the cost down of the product and i think Mm -hmm. sometimes fall into a mindset of well if it's more expensive it's going to work better and that's not always the case and i think you mentioned cerave and that's something that I started to use as well after kind of the the acne went away on my chin and I love that and that's like 10 pounds a bottle or something and lasts a really long time so that's something that I've found works really well for me but again doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone okay one final question one final topic I want to touch upon is just supplements because this is also something which is a bit of a minefield and everyone is being told to take different types of supplements by the internet so what what's your stance on supplements are there any specific ones that you think work great for skin health again is it just like skincare where it's not going to heal your acne but it's it it might band-aid it I don't know what are your thoughts there's a couple of different approaches when it comes to supplements 
they definitely can, if you're not careful, there can be a Band-Aid approach. So for example, if you're low in a couple of nutrients, you can take a supplement that boosts those nutrients up. But if it's your gut that's not absorbing nutrients effectively, then the supplement Band-Aids that. So you're not actually getting to the root cause, which is your gut's Maybe your lining's impaired or something's going on there. So your body, or as me and you know, with SIBO, you have issues with absorbing certain nutrients with SIBO. So again, it can look like you're deficient in zinc or you're deficient in B6, but actually you've got a bacterial imbalance. So I'm always quite careful around supplements. I think they have a place. And when it comes to treating the gut, they can be incredible. If you've got SIBO, you know, or if you've got a candida overgrowth, or you've got something going on, then you need supplements to bring that balance back. And you need herbs and you need all sorts. But I think there's a lot to be said for food only, and you can do an awful lot just with food. So I'm I'm all for supplements, they can give somebody a boost if someone really needs that. And, and I feel like that's appropriate. But at the, on the market at the moment, there are a lot of supplements that are filled with loads of fillers. The dosages aren't right. The form that the supplement in isn't right. So I'd say with supplements, I would check with a qualified practitioner if you're going to start taking supplements because they could be a Band-Aid. They might fix it. You might have just a natural genetic predisposition to not absorbing a certain nutrient. But I'd, I'd want to know that rather than taking a supplement coming off of it in 10 years and finding that my acne comes back, that can happen a lot with people. Um, so I do think supplements definitely have a place, but I think you have to, again, I'm like a broken record. What is the root cause? What here is, is at the, at the crux of what's going on. So you might need supplements to help or you might not, but if you just, it's like taking another pill. I think sometimes with supplements, people just want, they feel better if they're taking a pill every day. It makes them just feel like they're, doing something which I get I completely understand but the body is incredible at healing itself if you give it the right foods so yeah it's a bit bit more nuanced than sort of a yes or a no answer and it can really help but you have to be doing it for the for the right reasons and tackling the right things um so yeah there's loads you can do with food but supplements do have a place they do I think, yeah, again, it's marketing, isn't it? Yes, and again, yes. it's, there's so many different brands selling the same product. It's like, what do what one do I buy? Like, do I go for the cheapest? No, that's low quality or the most expensive. Well, I can't afford that. And then you go for a mid-range. And you don't even, I think people don't know what they're buying half the time. Agreed. And then you ask, oh, why are you taking this? I don't know. <laughs> I just read, I read on the internet, it was good for my skin. I read, it was good for X, Y, Z. And I think what you mentioned there about, well, you don't know sometimes if your gut is absorbing those nutrients like that is something that's also very common i had a b12 deficiency and that's something that's very common with SIBO as well that can show up yeah. in a number of ways you could be having all different kinds of symptoms and it just goes just to show the how interconnected the body is like what we mentioned and how one symptom can then or what one imbalance can then affect other systems in the body and you just you wouldn't even realize that they are all connected absolutely it, it really is it's no wonder people are stuck with their health and they don't know where to begin because mm. 
even post-training, you realize just more and more how complex it all is and how linked it all is and how certain mm. things can be masked as other things if you don't get it looked at. So I just think, yeah, you, you just have to be careful with the information out there and try and take an article you read online with a pinch of salt because as me and you've said throughout this, we are all very individual and our symptoms do manifest in different ways. So, but could have the same kind of driving thing, but it completely manifests yeah. or can be covered or so. Yeah, it is, it is, it is quite a minefield in general. So I can understand why people get a bit frustrated or they feel a bit lost with that because yeah, so much contradictory information out there too, isn't there? You know, oh my where God. do you begin? Yeah. Forever evolving. Yes, like, exactly. I think that's something as well. Like how, how old is this article you're reading? Even a year, things have changed. Exactly. And a new study has come out to say one thing, oh, but then another study has come out and said the complete opposite and they've happened within a week of each other. It's and But you have to then really pick apart that study, okay? You're the participants. And, you know, it's... <laughs> It really is difficult, which is why there is so much value in going to see someone like yourself. So people don't have to do that problem solving themselves. That's your job. <laughs> that's what that's what you love doing and you're trained to do. So yeah, where can people find you if they want to come maybe follow you somewhere or connect with you? So I'm most contactable on Instagram. So my handle is Steph Jane Nutrition um jane with a y because <laughs> and then my website is stephaniejanenutrition.com so you can always contact me on there as well um so yeah those are the two two sort of main places i would i would find me on amazing and the recipes you put up always look amazing and the food just always looks oh, fresh and good i've actually saved quite a few of your recipes oh which I will get around to trying at some point. But yeah, are there any final thoughts for people listening? I would really, I would just leave it with, if you do have acne and you have been struggling for a number of years, please don't beat yourself up about it. That's what I'd like to say. A lot of people, a lot of people that turn up to see me are at their loose end and they're in a very bad place mentally as well with it. And it is hard going when it, went out there and with acne um and it's something that yeah I find that there's a lot of sort of mental health things around so if you are listening to this and you are really struggling and you just can't quite seem to get a hold of it first and foremost just don't beat yourself up about it it's 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 a very common skin condition out there a lot of people are suffering with it and if you have taken loads of medication and rounds of antibiotics for it again don't beat yourself up we only know now what we know Again, the science has come so far when it comes to microbiome and antibiotics. So if it's an issue that's been going on for a while and you've tried all of these other other paths and they've, you know, made you now you've got gut issues or rather it can it can all be fixed. The body has an amazing way of healing itself. So don't ever feel like you've gone too far when it comes to anything to do with your health. Don't feel like you're it can't get better. It can. It really can. So just that, just a message of like, try and keep your head up, try and stay optimistic. I know it can be hard in those dark moments when you really are struggling with it, but there is all, there's always a way out and there's always a way to heal and to, and to get better. So that's, yeah, really my message. I love that. That's a great message. I think it is really hard because 
often when acne does start it can be in your teens mm-hmm. and you're already going through so many things mm-hmm. in your life at that point you've got so many like hormone imbalances as well with that like you're all over the place like you're going through puberty and so it can all just get I guess a bit too much when you've then got acne as well and again it's because it's visual like people can see it and exactly. you think other people are staring at you and you can have so many people tell you it doesn't look that bad but if you don't believe that then it, that's going to affect your confidence still and you're the one that is kind of looking in the mirror picking it apart every single day so it's really hard and I think it's just really nice knowing that there are people out there who can help you you're not stark and mm-hmm. there is mm-hmm. another way and like what you mentioned it's not your fault I think that's a really great message to end it on so thank you so much for your time today I've absolutely loved this chat so I really appreciate it thank you very much for your time I've really enjoyed it yeah all right well have a lovely rest of your day and well I was gonna say I'll see you soon but I won't because we're on other sides of the world so (laughs) (laughs) I will not see you soon but have a lovely rest of your day (laughs) you too see see you around